What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Hang With Us podcast. I finally remember the name of our podcast. Welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome. Good job, brother. It's me, Eddie, and... This is Steve. And when you're hanging with us... What's up, brother? What's going on, man? <laughs> um, I know we've been talking for like two hours before we actually started <laughs> this podcast. We should have recorded all I know, that we shit. got nothing left to say. <laughs> but I think it was your wife that didn't want to be included, so uh, yeah, we had to not record that, uh, that uh, set. Man, you know, let me tell you something, man. And and I know she lists, she does listen to the podcast. She's usually like two or three episodes behind. Yeah. And I know she's going to hear this, man, but my wife, like, she underestimates herself. I hear you. Like, super underestimates yeah. herself. She's My wife is bright, bro. Mm-hmm. She's a smart woman. Very, yeah. very smart woman. And I wish she would get on this thing, man, and, and, and talk. Yeah. But she is petrified. <laughs> <laughs> How many people are... I I, I invite so many people to come on the cast, right? And they are like, "Well, I don't, I don't know what I would say." Oh no, no, that's a common theme, and I tell them, "Listen, we'll get it out of you." Like, yeah. I always tell them, "This, that's our job. We're gonna figure it out. Yeah, you know, yeah, let, yeah. let us, let us, we'll, we'll make it flow." But they're just scared to be heard. They don't realize how fast they'll fall in love with the sound of their voice. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> right. And and I think they have like this. It's it. I think it, it's like a way of like a, it's like a transfer of their fear of. Uh, public speaking right right transfers to this too even though there isn't a crowd here yeah but just the mere fact that it's just like us two right right watching them and then they i think perceive the amount of people that are going to listen to them right they, right they, they get afraid of talking man and also like they don't want to say one thing that someone may hear and like they may have may, may have tried to like keep it a little under wraps Re- regret it i don't know i don't know it's just an yeah, assumption it, you know it doesn't yes you know there's things that we we tend not to say only because you know there are certain topics we just don't want to yeah, yeah, get lost in our message. Yes, absolutely, know? absolutely. Uh, off the bat, we don't talk politics right, on yeah, our so. podcast. Uh, yeah, I, I, I get it, man. It's just, uh, but anyway, my wife, uh, she's very smart. My, for people who don't know, my wife's uh, she's a CPA, and she really knows a lot about everything, man. Um, she just underestimates herself, and right, and she's afraid of people hearing her, and she just gets nervous. So I wish she could get on here. I know she will. She will eventually. <laughs> I have a feeling, man. I don't know. I think she has a message, man. I think she has a message, and she's she's a bright, very bright person. And yeah. I, I, you know what? I think she would be an inspiration to other young women, and right. that that may maybe feel like they they're being held back for some reason. And because I I've talked to my wife a lot, um, there, especially in recent times, there's been like a kind of a resurgence from my perspective. And, we, and again, we're not a political show, but you know, there yeah, yeah. it is an aspect of life. Where there's been a little bit of resurgence of, I guess, like uh, pay equality, gender equality, yeah. th- you know, you know, a little uh, feminist movement, and you know, rightfully so in some aspects. Okay. I, I, I won't, I won't shut them out a hundred percent or at all. I mean, that's their, it's their word, and they they're allowed to do whatever they want. Right. But I've asked my wife because I'm curious because obviously I'm a man and I, I don't feel, I guess, like what a lot of people are talking about. And okay, and that could just be because I'm a man, and and, and I don't, and, and I think that's unfair to me to say, well, that's not happening because I don't feel it, right? Right, right, right. Um, so I ask her, like, you know, do you feel like you're hindered by? Him? Or have you ever felt that you were hindered because you were a woman? Right. And from her perspective, she says no. She okay. She says no, and uh, she's you know she's had the the she felt she had the opportunity to go to school. She felt that she and she excelled in it. Uh, and then she later on went to get her master's degree, and she excelled in it. And then she tested for her CPA license, and she excelled in it. Um, she's worked in, you know, she worked for a public accounting firm for a while, and then she worked for some other major corporations for a while, yeah. and, and made 
very very decent money for what she did and for her level of experience right because early on when i met her she had just a couple of years maybe two no more than a couple of years but just a few years that she had started her actual career post uh college right so so she made very decent money considering the the level of uh experience that she had and uh and it's only gotten better it's only gotten better she then became like an, an assistant controller for a company then our kids came and she kind of left that but now she works she does contracting work for different a bunch of different companies that sh- that she has clients for and and they pay her very w- you know well right you know? in fact she probably does more for them that she bills them for but um but she she just does that because she's a hard worker and it has nothing to do with you know i don't know i just feel like she feels like she's not uh well, here's what the she has less. I don't know. Maybe here's what we do. We take this clip of us, you know, like promoting her. Yeah. Right. Let her listen to it. And then she can kind of realize how much of a powerful message that she could have. Uh, not only that, just a difference of opinion from us. Like, it, you yeah, yeah. Th- 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 you're right, bro. You're you know right. Yep. Yep. Well, we'll see, man. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it works I just out. think that. Listen, this is just my opinion. A hundred percent, man. I don't know if you agree or disagree with me. Okay, go ahead. Uh, and I I'm, I'm definitely wanted to listen. I think that there is tons of prejudice in the world i don't okay. deny that i think that's real okay i think that's real mm-hmm. i think there's gender prejudice there's a racial prejudice there's religious prejudice right right across the board well, ageism mm-hmm. i mean i think that's the real thing too yeah and i think it happens and i think i know it happens okay right i know that it happened it's yeah. real it's real but in the united states we're talking about the u.s we're not talking about some other country that it, you know it's hardcore right like china right now i heard is done done a lot of like anti-black stuff you yeah, know they have. Mm-hmm. um like what uh do you think on a broad scale okay not very specific we're not talking about like just some little town and i don't know some south southern state yeah but on a broad scale in this country do you think the majority of the humans in this world have the ability to have the same not circumstances but outcomes uh, the ability are you just talking about the US yeah 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 only the United States um it, it give it to me bro it's it's hard to say it's it's yes and no okay. it's it's, it's kind of both man it's it depends on what avenue you're attempting to go do you think the hindrance is because of who you are or your influences um unfortunately a lot of it is who you are and overall appearance okay more than anything and i mean i've experienced in this in my life like in my past careers mm-hmm. to where um i knew for 100 percent like you know we kind of talked about this that you never wanted to say that you're better than somebody yeah at a specific thing yeah i knew for a fact that um my experience who i was everything led me to believe and just know that I had like overall better experience than someone else. Sure. And they got the advantage over me because mm-hmm. again, whatever prejudi- prejudices existed from the person who was in that level of power. Right. And un- it's unfortunate. Right. And I don't completely blame that, you know, specifically on that. Right. You know, if that makes sense. So, um, you know, getting back to the original question, I think where you're kind of going is 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 the U.S. a little bit more relaxed when it comes to the opportunities okay. that we have. That's fair, regardless of race. Yes, regardless of race, Ra- sex, yeah, whatever, whatever it may yeah. be. Now it, it goes for for me. It's are you looking to strive and make your own path, or are you wanting to go within like a corporation and be able to build something from there? I see where you're going. 
Okay. I see where you're going. And let me just counter it just a little ahead of time. Okay. okay? Do you, I agree with whatever happened to you, happened to you. And I, and I definitely have had that happen to me. Yeah. And it wasn't race uh, based because the people that I competed with, I think were the same race or ethnicity as I was. Right, right. But it was more uh, of a nepotism issue. You know, yeah, hooking yeah. up your friends versus getting the most qualified person. And so that's that, an unfortunate That was another yeah. issue, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a nepotism issue um, that I've been um, – in, in law enforcement, that's a big thing. Okay. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not with that department anymore. I have a, I'm in another career. Uh, well, I'm going to say career field, but in a different aspect. Yeah. But uh, but the, the nepotism is a thing, right? It's a thing. You hook up your buddies and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. huge. It's huge. It's huge. So, you know, uh, it's, it's definitely a who you know crowd. Right. Um, so it's happened to me. However, I think you would agree with me this. In the United States, mm-hmm. you're going to reach roadblocks maybe because of prejudices. But th- does it stop you? Um, well, I think that more depends on you than huh. the, the infrastructure. Okay. Right. So, and that's that's the point that I was going to make. Now, you, you're going to receive these obstacles. Um, I mean, I only speak from my perspective. As a younger, even though you want to say that I'm older, <laughs> as a younger black man, right? So, 40 years old when you're 40. <laughs> as a younger <laughs> black individual, there are certain roadblocks that are automatically in my path, and it is so unfortunate that they exist mm-hmm. because it's it is all based upon. Let's call it like pre-prejudice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that instilled notion, assumptions. Yeah, that instilled notion that this is just how that individual is based on their how they look, mm-hmm. and I've experienced that. So again, speaking from my own perspective, now will that stop me from yes. getting to the path that I want to get? I'm not going to use that as an excuse. Now, there's always more than one way to get to my goal, and there's always a skin of cat, right? There, there always is, right? Yeah. And that's a fine line to continue. Like some people see it as making excuses mm-hmm. on you striving for your future. Mm-hmm. It isn't. It's realizing what is reality. Yep. You know, and you got to circumvent that. Reality exactly. To get to your goal. And now you have to. But now you have to work harder. And that's the that's the that's the one of the cruxes of it is some people don't realize the extra amount of work that you have to put in based upon those prejudices that have already been put in place. I could agree 100 percent. with that. Yeah. Now. I'm going to ask some layers to this. Okay. In the United States, in some countries in the world, yeah. that obstacle is not only an obstacle, it is a 100% hindrance. Yeah. So if, if we're talking about uh, sexism, mm-hmm. right? In some countries, uh, there's women don't have an opportunity, period. Right. Period. Yeah. So they won't even, they won't even have an obstacle because the obstacle is like, inherited right. from birth, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they may not even know they have the obstacle. Right, right. They, they're never going to be professional. They're never going to drive a car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Here, however, and mm-hmm. it's going to lead us into what we were talking about yeah. earlier today, mm-hmm. right? In this world, in our world, which yeah. is the United States, okay, we're lucky, blessed, however you want to see it, that though we have obstacles, right? if I want to be a doctor, I could be a doctor. Right. Sure. If you're if you're born of a certain race, maybe you have to go through some hurdles early on in your life. Right. Maybe even when you have your your P, I mean your MD, you have to have some additional hurdles. Maybe if you're a woman. Right. Or whatever. You know, whatever it is, uh, or you're older, you're young, or you're pretty, you're ugly, whatever it is, right? You're gonna have some obstacles, but 
does it stop you? And my answer for that is I don't think so. No, I, I agree. No, no. It shouldn't stop you. Let's just say that. It, it the road may be longer for yeah, you. Yeah, it's going to be longer. It's going to be tougher. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, you have a, well, let's say just say a lot. Uh, there's different people that have a head start. Or maybe sure. they were not even a head start, just allowed to con- to start without hindrances. Hindrances. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's sure. that's just a realization that a lot of people that don't experience that don't realize exist, and that's a shame, in, in my opinion. So I I recently posted if anybody follows me on Instagram or Facebook, uh, my Instagram is at Cap America zero seven zero four. So that's basically Captain America July fourth. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> America, but, but it's a yeah. uh, CAP America zero seven zero four. That's my my handle. Um, it's not a public one, so you have to request me. And uh, so I recently posted. I I'm on my twentieth year of my career. Right. right. Uh, as a whole, I haven't stayed in the same place at w- once, but it, as a whole, I've had twenty years of experience. And I've been fortunate that while in, in my twenty years, I've taken so many courses and learned from so many people and. I was able to do different things in my career field, not just like be one a one trick pony and right. and only do this, right? And and not that there's anything wrong with that, but I just never felt I always wanted to be good at a little good at uh, at everything, right? right? I guess the CrossFit of my career field, basically, I got you. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like I, like I mentioned a little earlier, I, I had to fight nepotism. Um, I definitely had to fight people that on paper look better than me, right? Some people that physically look better than me, because right. as as much as we want to ignore that, sometimes can be an obstacle, right? Right. Um, and and I've I've I failed sometimes. I succeeded at most, um, and I'm proud of it, man. Like, uh, look, I wanted to be a canine officer. Mm-hmm. Never became one. Never became one. And I interviewed ten years in a row. I had the most interviews for a canine officer in the history of canine. There was this one guy before me, I won't say his name just in case, but in case he's still working at camera, I don't think it might be close to retirement already. I'll just say his first name only. His first name is Danny. Okay. And uh, he had, I think, the most before me. I think he interviewed like seven or eight years mm-hmm. in a row, and he finally got to canine. Yeah. And it took I t- interviewed 10 years before I finally left that agency uh, for other endeavors. It had nothing to do with that. Um, it had to do with me wanting to open my gym and, right, and doing right. different things. And but ten years in a row, bro. <laughs> yeah. And I was I know because they were telling me I was the top of the list, man. I was the top list every single time. Right. Every single time. Early on there was no positions. They they would just do they would have a legibility list. So you would interview and you had to do a physical test and an uh interview to be on the list and I would get on the list, but there was just no positions. I get that. I was just on the list just in case the position opened up. Hopefully right. I got it. But there were several times where there was positions available or positions became available. And people that were um, that had favors, okay, would sometimes get the position over me, you uh-huh. know. And it was a reality, man. It was a reality. I didn't like it. Um, I didn't. I, I. 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 I'm not gonna sit here and say I liked it. I was. I'll be lying to you. I was. Uh, there was definitely this. Uh, I felt uh, like some deception, you know. Right. Um. But did it stop me? Right. No. Year five, I was there. Year six, I was there. And guess what? If I was still in that agency, year 11, year 12, year 13, year 14, year 15, I would have still been there. Okay. To be fair, my brother is a canine officer now. I was going to ask that, yeah. (laughs) In that agency. Yeah, I know he was, yeah. And I think he got it on the first interview. (laughs) Um, 
I just wanna I wanna believe that my ten interviews helped them. <laughs> the There's dog. no way you can be like Eddie. There's no possible way. I yeah. Th- yeah, I think they go. You know what? We're gonna attribute your brother's ten interviews. <laughs> And go ahead. Now my brother's very liked. He's a he's a good man. So yeah, I I, I don't doubt that it was his uh, his merit, you know. Um, but yeah, my point is that I'm telling you, man. If I was still in that agency, I promise you, I would have kept on trying to get what I wanted, man. It wasn't gonna stop me. I wasn't gonna sit there and say, oh, f- oh, you know what? They're never gonna take me. Fuck this. Right, right. You know, I wasn't gonna do that. Yeah, I wasn't gonna do that. I was gonna continue rocking on. And anyways, man, my 20 years, I've had that. I've, I've definitely failed some things and, 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 and gotten whatever on other, on other sides of things. But I, I never felt hindered, man. When I, when I joined the agency, and I'll, and I'll just leave it there, the, my, my first agency. Uh, like I said, nepotism is a real thing. Um, it took me like six years or so. Right. To finally get off the road and start doing something spe- like a specialty uh, um, side of the police work, an investigation right, you know, okay. or drug work and whatever. Um, it took me about f- six years where there was guys in my class, my same academy class, that within a year they were already doing other, th- you know, cool things, you know, right, outside right. Of, of road work. I, I think road work is, is the bread and butter of police work. And, uh, and, there's, and there's definitely a lot of cool things you could do there. Um, but uh, But it's... You know, I knew that they were hooked up, okay, or got hooked up somewhere along the way. Right, right, right. Um, and it took me six years, man. And you know what? I don't regret that it took me six years because I know that when I finally got where I got to, I got there because I didn't kiss anybody's ass. Okay, a, and B because somebody finally recognized my work ethic, and I got there because of my own merit. So, if you have obstacles on the road and it takes you ten years to get to whatever your goal is, you earned it. Okay, you earned it. Yeah. You know, it comes into play with that with that whole story, kind of. I guess uh, not allowing those hindrances to create your path. I guess. Right. You know what I'm saying? Is what do you think about this statement? It's more of it could be a question. What you want isn't always what you are meant to do or be. I agree with that too. One hundred percent. Um. So later on in my field, I wanted to like pursue a different side of law enforcement. The side of law enforcement I'm in now, and I, you right. know, I don't talk about it much because I'd rather not get there. But in my initial stages of uh, pursuing that side of law enforcement, um, I thought I wanted to be in a certain agency. Okay. And I bombed that interview, dude. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah. It's not even talk about it. It was bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those that when I left, I'm like, nah, I didn't there's no way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh God! I fucked that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man. Don't get me wrong. I learned from that interview because they. What happened was, I've 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 gotten some experience in interviewing uh-huh. over the years. Yeah. Uh, within the my first agency, I interviewed a lot because you got an interview to be in specialty units. And then as a kid, I had the best OJT teacher, on the job training teacher uh-huh. in the world. It was a yeah, for people who don't know. I don't think it is. I don't know if the program still exists, but. You could go to work while you were in high school. Right, right yeah. Like you're, if you're 11th or 12th grader and most of your credits are up to speed, you can start going to work while you're in high school. And that teacher taught me how to do taxes, how to write a resume, and went to schedule my interviews. Mm-hmm. Like she was phenomenal. I loved her. She would actually come and check on you at the job to make sure you were there. Right, right, yeah. Uh, she was very, very good. And uh, so I had, a, we had a good foundation for interviews. Okay. And I'm almost all my interviews I've done well. Yeah. This is the first one that I truly, truly. I mean, I messed this one up, bro. 
And how did that affect you, like, immediately? I, I got home, and I was a little teary, man. Okay. Just to because I knew I failed. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I knew I messed up, man. But the tears of the failure, and what happens is they call me, they ask questions that were not, I guess, standard in interviews or a variation of a standard inter- of okay. interview question. <coughs> yeah. And just, I just wasn't ready, bro. I okay. wasn't ready, and I had no idea those type of questions were coming up, and I just didn't have an answer. Yeah. I I honestly didn't have an answer that I even had to make up an answer. Yeah, it was a sen- they can always tell. It was a scenario-based question uh-huh. that I had to draw from experience, though. Okay, right, and I couldn't think of anything. It's not to say that th- something didn't exist. It's just I just drew blank. Right, and they're like, "Hey, we'll skip the question. We'll come back to it." And they ask me another question. I answer, "Okay, you ready for that question?" I go, "Sure." Yeah, I wasn't ready. They asked it. I just made shit up <laughs> as i right. was saying um, my my next word was made up and the next one after that was made up right right it was just bullshit yeah that it sounded horrible right and so when i left i'm like man that was bad so my point is this i thought i wanted to be in those shoes right that particular agency and in retrospect i wouldn't have been good there yeah yeah i wouldn't have right I thought i wanted to thought you I, wanted I, it right I, yeah but I think it was more of an infatuation versus what was going to be good for me, mm-hmm. right? And it turns out two things happened out of that. One, it didn't stop me. I had tears. But then what I did was is I revamped my interview process. Okay. I added something to my repertoire. So I learned from it. Right, I right. I failed. And instead of being stagnant and just just. I'm never going to be good or right, my, life's right. my life's over because of this. Right. right? I'm not going to get what I want. Yeah. Yeah. I said, damn, they got me. Mm-hmm. That shit ain't never going to happen again. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And funny enough where I'm at now, they asked a similar question, but guess what? Now you know it. I was ready, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I was ready. I was ready. And I, and I, and I obviously, I, I hope I aced it cause I work here now, you know? <laughs> right. Um, that's number one. Number two. So I learned from it. Uh, Oh, I didn't dwell on it. And the, and the number two is that I learned from it. Absolutely. Instead of sitting there and be like, man, I'm never going to, you know, there's something to learn here. It's like in jujitsu, and you've done some jujitsu. Mm-hmm. When you get caught in something, an arm bar, you get choked, whatever it is. Right. It's like, ah, oh, they caught me again. Yeah. You no, know, why did they catch you? Right. Well, you need to figure out what, where'd you mess up? Where, where, where was it that you f- first messed up? Because. The arm bar is not where you messed up. No, no. That's the end result. That's of the, the end result. Five other things <laughs> that you yeah, missed. Yeah, yes. <laughs> the arm bar is not where you messed up. It's like 400 other moves <laughs> yeah. in, in, in details right before that that you started messing up. Right. right. So where was that? Where was that? Right. Uh, Helio Gracie. I have a picture up in, in our podcast room of Helio Gracie. Yeah. He's one of the he's credited to be one of the first or one of the founders of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, Gracie Jiu Jitsu. And uh, Helio Gracie, I, and I don't want to misquote about that. I, th- I think somebody said, you know, you know, you know, you got choked. You know, wh- where's your mistake, right? Well, you let the guy put his hands on your damn neck or right. your collar or right, whatever right. it is, right? That's the first mistake. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the second hand, right? It was the first one. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. And I mean, there's other things like you don't don't worry about the first hand, just only the second hand. But whatever. The point is, there's mistakes that happen. And instead of just dwelling about your failure. What can you learn from it? Right. Apply it, get better at it, and it worked for me. Yeah. So, but the, to answer your question, I wasn't meant for that job. In retrospect, I it would have been a, a catastrophe for my life. Right. It would have been something that I don't think I would have been very good at. I think I would have gotten bored, believe it or not, right, doing right. it. I, I, it, it would have been bad for my marriage. 
it, that job would have been very very bad for my marriage right and uh it the it, uh, it wouldn't have paid dividends it would have it would have would have been we would have drawn a negative out of it and and, and i'm glad that yeah. i realized that yeah i mean the thing for me is when i <coughs> when i think about that question it's you can look at it two ways after something like that happens uh the first is you can be patient mm-hmm. and continue to improve upon yourself or you can work your ass off and fight for what you believe you're meant to do, hmm. which is always a harder road. And that's like the one that's driving you off your current path. And that leads to something that we were talking about before, like even with, uh, with, with uh, your wife coming onto this co- podcast, and that's the level of fear. Right. <coughs> fear of the unknown. Fear of no security in this decision that I'm about to make. And I think that's kind of like what we were a little bit talking about you know our next steps we're gonna get into that you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so and that's and that's that's one of the hardest things of dealing with those hindrances is how bad you let that weigh on you i think we talked about like letting shit go mm-hmm. in the previous podcast yes. you know being able just to let not necessarily even let it go but <laughs> learn to adapt beyond that right you know what i'm saying because honestly something that happens traumatically in your life whether it be big or small you're never going to let go no it's always going to be there but you won't forget it exactly yeah but how does that fuel you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Does it ex- make you explode or does it allow you to get a little bit faster in your pace to get where you want to go? Yeah, you know, and, and, and let's get into that, man. Like, we, it happened to me. Uh, you know, the the first agency I keep on talking about, I I feel, and, 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 we're, and by the way, we, we just started recording this, what, 20 minutes ago? But me and... Me, uh, Steve and I, me and Steve. Steve and I. Steve and I. <laughs> I may be wrong. Watch. <laughs> yes. Steve and I were, we probably had a two hour conversation before this. You know, we had lunch and we, we just talked shit for a little while. And, um, and I think we're like minded in the sense that we feel that wherever we're at, though, we are okay. We're alive. We're healthy. We have clean clothes on our back. We have right. food that we are meant for something bigger. And I feel that. Everybody that listens to this, all 30 of you, right? <laughs> well, these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was hundreds plus before. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead all yeah. 30 of you that listen <laughs> to this. Tell your buddies about this podcast, please. <laughs> um, that listen to this. I think all of us at some degree feel that we're meant for something more than where we're at. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, to be fair, I am in a good place in my life. Right. Pretty good place. Yeah. I, I have a very good job. My wife has a very good career. Uh, she doesn't. I mean, I guess that is her job, just to work for other people, different people. Um, we have children; they're healthy. Um, we have a good home. Right. We have a new car in front of the house. You know, weather's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Life is good, man. Yeah, Life yeah. is very good. But I want more. Right. And just to be clear, I don't want more in terms of what I have. Right. But I want more for my well-being. Right, right. Me, Edward Ramirez, for my mind, for my heart. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that, man. But <laughs> it's just, I, I, um, I, how, what do we have to do as a, as a people yeah. to continue pushing forward is kind of the question. You know, I think it's. Should it be about money? Should it be about just you? What, I mean, what are we talking about here? Well, it, it can. Honestly, it can be about one of any one of those drivers. If, if, it, if it's money that drives you and makes you be that better person or in, in a sense, which is 
you know, the, a lot of times the pursuit of money is is a, a negative connotation. Usually. But around the, how does the world revolve? No, no, I think it revolves around I'm money. With, I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? I, I, That's the basics of it. I, I think we talked about it. I think that your success, your financial success, outside of making good decisions. Right. That's number one. You got to make good yeah. decisions. But just gaining more money. When we talk about financial success, it's about the more wealth. We're not talking about right, right. being smart with your money. It's about gaining more wealth. Um, I think has to, I think, I, I, my opinion is that it, it should be a byproduct of the right. good work that you do yeah, versus yeah. your end game. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you do great work. Um, Agreed. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're wealthy because of it. Yeah. Great. You, you just double down. You got right. you the best of all the worlds, right? Yeah, yeah. You're doing what you love. You're very good at it. You're serving people, yourself, whatever it is. And you're just happy to get rich from it. Yeah. Versus I want to get rich. So let me figure out what I got to do. And obviously a lot of those people exist in the world. Of course. And they and they are. And they're rich. And But are they happy? The <laughs> yeah. You know what? Um, you know, as a person that is not wealthy, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's not wealthy. But uh, fi- when we're talking financially speaking, it's it's money's not my driver. But I want to be comfortable in this world. Sure. You know, there, I want to have less worries about certain things when I want to be able to provide my service to other people. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to have to have like 30 other things being a hindrance now for me getting my message out for everybody else. Right. And money is a big part of that. You know what I'm saying? But again, like you were saying, it's, it's not a driver for me as far as levels of satisfaction. Yes. If I look at, you know, like I look at my bank account and then I'm satisfied for what's in there because I know everything's going to get paid on time. I don't have to worry about this. If I need to plan something, I can. Right. Great. Mm-hmm. But again, at the end of the day, what necessarily is going to make me happy? And it's the impact, right, that I had on the people that I was dealing with that day. Now, either it's going to drive me insane thinking I could have done better with that person or those people, or I really, I really think I got through to them, whatever it may be, even if it was just making a connection with somebody. Right. And it's not always, I'm not saying that I, I need to be able to give advice and I need to influence people. What I'm saying is, one of the biggest drivers for me is being able to connect with people on certain levels, realizing that, you know, everybody has the same things going on, honestly, in their life, but at different levels. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like some people don't have to worry about paying rent. Some people do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some people don't have to worry about, um, you know, their kids growing hungry. Some people do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has a certain level of things that they need to worry about, but how are we still connected? Right. You know what I'm saying? And me finding that connection in people is one of the things that I know, it really does drive me. You know, even if that connection comes years down the line. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been in positions where I've been a level of authority, right? Mm-hmm. I've been a mentor in, in certain senses. And it wasn't for me to say that I need to influence this person to make the decision to be like me. No, not at all. Is I want to be able to connect with this person at whatever we're trying to strive for. Yeah. And then my influence is going to be seen maybe not today maybe not tomorrow maybe not for another 10 years but if i get like a call from that person saying man you know what you said that one day yeah it changed me it changed me yeah you know that's one of the biggest things for me you know and us finding that certain thing to get that message out is probably the hardest part but again i i i'm two things one let me backtrack to what we mentioned earlier some of my 20-year career, and it, 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 it kind of laces back to what you're saying, right? Yeah. 
I am. I'm comfortable now. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not wealthy. Right. I'm, I'm definitely. We, I talked about it in the past. I'm, I'm a good, solid middle class guy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in terms of like fine. If you if you if you think middle class is based on money, then I think right. I'm middle class. You know, but I definitely came from poverty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A hundred percent. If you listen to episode one. <laughs> There's nothing from episode one that that shows that I Silver we came spoons? from any yeah. money yeah. at all. <laughs> okay. Yeah, man. My mom came from nothing, man. Yeah. A 16, 17 year old girl making a Central American trip by herself with a two year, three three year old boy. That's right. it. That's all she came with. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Her, my my brother. That's it. And to say that I didn't care about money growing up, I would be a lie. I'll be lying to you. All right. You dang right, I did, man. I did want my Nintendo. I did right. want. Uh, What's the name of the teddy bear that talked? Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> I wanted, I wanted it, bro. Or my buddy, my, my buddy, buddy yeah. and me. You know, like I, I wanted all those toys. You bro. wanted a kid sister, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted a big wheel. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. I wanted a big wheel. I didn't have any of that. Zero. I, I had, the, I had the full one. I don't know if it was called Big Wheel. <laughs> I, all right, Will. <laughs> I mean, it's all right. I, I have it. I had GoBots, bro. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a shit, man. Uh, you know, I didn't have. Anyways, point is, I, you <laughs> know, money w- definitely was. You know, it was a re- it was a wanting of things. Yeah, I don't yeah. know about money, but the wanting of things. There it is. I think so. Was a reality for me, right? Because yeah. I didn't have. You know, I had a pair of pink overalls that I wore at least once a week to school. Right. And it was a disaster to go to school. Pink overalls. With pink overalls. That's you know, Oshkosh Pagajas. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So it's a. Uh, well, that's kind of a name brand. <laughs> Oshkosh is, th- is still a name brand. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, go ahead. Um. So. So I, I definitely wanted that. However, my mother instilled in us happiness. Yeah. Being happy more than get money. Yeah. Right. And as a result, because of I, and I credit my mom 100 percent, 100 percent. My any of my successes, the number one thing on earth that I can credit is my mother. One thousand percent. One thousand percent for my marriage, for my children, for everything is my mom. Yeah. Because she wanted happiness from me, and and I had a good brother too. By the way, we'll talk about movies at the end. I'm gonna talk about Onward. <laughs> okay, movie, Onward. I watched it. I watched it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, I wanna talk about Onward. All right. But and I also had a great brother. Yeah. Okay. We definitely fought. We fought the blows. We bled in fights. But my brother's a good brother. Right. Okay. Um. He, you know, they also wanted me to be happy. And in the pursuit of happiness, not talking about the movie, but in pursuit of happiness, it slowly got me out of the poverty level as an adult. Okay. That got me out of the poverty level. Yeah, yeah. By the way, and I had a kid when I was 17 years old in high school. Yeah. Okay. And, I, and, I'm, ha- and I'm proud about this. I'm proud of, I'm proud of saying this. Why? Because how many parents exist today who had children in high school? Yeah. Between the 11th and senior year or even earlier that are that that are not successful. Right, right. In, in, in all aspects of life, in happiness, in finances, there's a lot of kids that get pregnant today or then in my, my time or even before that that their life becomes shambles from that because right. they, they, they don't know how to get out of that. Of that, of that. And, and look, fortunate for me and even fortunate for the mother of my son, my oldest son, you know, she's, she's happy and su- seems successful. I don't know much about her life, but right, right. on surface it looks good, right? Okay. Like... Dude, with all of that, I still continue to seek happiness. Right. I had child support. I had, you know, things in my life that, like, I was a kid with a kid, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
I, I didn't even graduate high school. I hadn't graduated high school yet. Like, I, what do I do? And and and, I, and, and my parents are poor on yeah, top of that. Right, right, right. My parents are poor. What do I do? I continue to seek happiness. And what was making me happy? I wanted to be a soldier. That would make me happy. I joined the army, right? Not because I mean I do have a very huge allegiance to this country, and yeah. and, and, I, and that was definitely a driving force to be a soldier. But but I knew that me being a soldier was gonna make me happy. Right. We all know that we're not gonna become rich. You don't have to be in the military to know you're not gonna be rich from right yeah, from yeah. being a soldier. Maybe if you're a special forces guy or Navy SEAL, maybe there's richness post military career right right or some wealth post military career depending on your experience but that wasn't my that, that wasn't my path right gotcha. i just wanted to be a soldier that made me happy as a result of being a soldier and what i did in the military it led me to my a career field in in, in law enforcement yeah, right yeah. and that made me happy and as a result i saw some financial success from pursuing those from pursuing my happiness right and not necessarily pursuing money so I gotcha. so um I just I just want to kind of touch that like oh you know I've been successful from what I think is successful um, because I pursued happiness I pursued that a hundred percent and that by by byproduct the byproduct of that has been the money has been or being comfortable being comfortable right having what I need right right, right. providing for my family look right now we had a good lunch. You know, and I didn't have to worry about that. Like, right, right. Can we have a good lunch today? You know? Yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm. very minor thing in, in in the long run. Yeah, so I, I get it. Yeah. So th- I'm with you, bro. Like, what I'm trying to say is, like, you want to share your knowledge and collaborate and cooperate and, and and be with people because that makes you happy, bro. Right. That makes yeah. you happy. And even though we're gonna get speed bumps from that, right? Yeah. You know, just you, we can't stop pursuing what you feel you should be doing. Exactly. Right. And if you realize down the road that it's not for you, that's okay too. Really? Because how much did you learn in that process? Yes. Right? How much did you learn? Yes. Uh, being I able to overcome I'm whatever. A sorry, you businessman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me not do that shit again. <laughs> I'm a awful. Like when I mean by awful businessman, I'm awful at like the business side of business. Right. Right. I could do the like the front the, the front face. of the yeah, yeah I, the kill, it, I yeah. kill that shit. Yeah. But now I know next business I have. Man, it's gonna have a staff that handles the business. Right, right. Because I suck <laughs> at business. Yeah, man. That's yeah. okay, but I learned. Right, exactly. And it's okay to say I suck at something. Yeah. I think it's hard for some people to say they suck. Yeah, it's 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 that whole ne- like being able to say anything that's considered negative about yourself, about yourself, about anything. That's right? a hard interview question. Yeah, it is. <laughs> right. Tell you me know, about a weakness or whatever. Like you, you know. know what though? Um, I hate interviews. Right, I'm sure everybody else oh, does. Yeah, because I hate sales. Sure. Even though I've been in sales for <laughs> a long, a long portion of my career, right? I hate it because I, I, I feel maybe it was because that what I was selling I didn't feel was important. Right. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think it was about yourself. Yeah. It, it it didn't really reflect me. Right. In, in a sense, like I didn't really have a passion mm-hmm. for 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 that industry. So. I didn't like sales and I didn't like interviews for sales. Like the most of the interviews that I held had nothing to do with the company. I'm with you on that one, brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you wanted to know about them. I wanted to know about them. Yeah. And like th- I had a couple of tricks for interviews, like being able to remain calm and be able to remain quiet after asking a question. 
because a lot of people get uncomfortable in silence. And, and they have diarrhea. Right. So of the mouth. After that, <laughs> they just start to say way too much. Yeah, they want to feel. They want to feel it. They want to feel it. Right. Yeah. So, um, for me, it was I never really cared because I always thought this that I can teach you how to sell this. That's not a that's not a big thing for me, right? But I want to see how you interact with people. I want to see how you interact with people that you work with. Mm-hmm. And I also want to see how you interact with me right. at the supposed level of authority. Right. So those three different levels, if that is not meshing with, you know, what I believe is, is great. Let's just, again, sticking within that industry. That's great, great, great customer service, dealing with people in general. Then we're not a right fit, right? You can be honestly the best salesperson in the world, but I still may not want you on my team. If that makes sense. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Sell me this pen. Yeah. <laughs> I've had that. Put it right down the table. Go ahead and sell me that pen. All right. I take it back. <laughs> but yeah, but I, no. I get you, bro. I you get you. I get you. And that's smart. That's very smart, man. Because I think uh, I've been in a position of leadership as well. Mm-hmm. Um, currently in my job, I'm kind of slowly delving into that. And uh, I, but, I, but in my previous jobs, I have been in leadership positions. Right. I, I've been a boss. And... Uh, I actually own, obviously, I've owned businesses, and I definitely, I definitely wanted a team. I wanted a team. Believe it or not, even when I had the pizzeria, yeah, okay, even when I had the pizzeria, the level of employee that you get at a pizzeria is definitely an entry level employee. Exactly, it's an entry yeah, level yeah. employee. It's a, it's a kid usually or a young person that's a. Uh, that's just starting off in life or it's kind of or restarting in life yeah. where they have some hiccups and they're, they're trying to figure things out. I wanted them to leave my pizzeria. Yeah. Yeah. I know where you're going with that. Yeah. Okay. My goal was for them. My goal for them working at the pizzeria is for them to become better. Yep. Hopefully learn something mm-hmm. and leave. Yeah. I didn't want them. I didn't want that to be their career, right? <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, it's. I wanted to just be better people, better right. people, and learn something from me, learn something from the business, and then eventually either go on to bigger and better things, or 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 climb the ladder at, at the pizzeria. You right. know, we had a small ladder, but it's you know something for some right. people. Um, but uh, so yeah, when I interviewed them, I interviewed them, and I want them to have ambition. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want them to be like, oh, this is like, this is it for me, you know. Regurgitate the I, same. I, I need this job. <laughs> you know, no. I, I, you know, I asked them, what do you, see? Uh, one of the questions, what do you see yourself a year from now? Or what do you see yourself five years from now? Like, yeah. I want to know that you don't see yourself just fucking making pizza. Right, right. You know? Mm-hmm. No, I want to own one. One of the kids, like, I want to own one of these. I want to have my own pizzeria. Yeah. Oh, great. Then learn as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and open your own pizzeria. Just right. don't, don't open it across the street. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Give me at least 20 mile radius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, uh, but yeah, man, I'm with you, man. Yeah. I'm with you 100%. Um, so recently, I've, I've, not recently, this has been true for my whole life, and I think it's true for most people. I've, all my life, I've always steered in the direction. You talked about this. You, you're the one that said it this way a little while ago when we were talking before the podcast started. That no matter where I end up, I end up in front of crowds. Yeah. I end up in front of crowds. Yep. Whether I'm doing police work, where I'm doing fitness training, where it doesn't matter. I end up in front of crowds. Yeah. Right? And it's not because I want to be seen, but it's because I want to share. Yeah. 
right? It's not. I don't care about being seen. I don't care. Uh, you know, lately on in Instagram stuff like that, I want to be seen a little bit because I want to kind of reinstill my old way of sharing. I think that if you don't see me, I can't share. Right. If you don't know I exist, how am I gonna tell you something? Right. Right. You know? Right. So I, I I think I've been a little more um, seen social. Social <laughs> on social media yeah. lately, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, because I only want to share to you. I want to. I want to share right. to you, um, my where where I'm at in my life. I think it's good. Okay. Um, so more and more and more every single day, my calling, what I feel is my calling, is being exposed. Right. Right. And I kind of mentioned in a post the other day, like, I already know, I'm already working on something, and I'll see you when I get there. Yeah, right? yeah. <sighs> what do you think about that? Like, what do you think, you know, I mean, it, it kind of revolves about everything we're talking about right now, but, you know, I, I'm happy. Okay. I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. The The life that I present online is true. Right, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not somebody just showing happy stuff, and they live a miserable life at home. Right, right. Know? I actually I was seeing uh, I started watching Ozark, right? You just started Ozark. Yeah, yeah, we just started Ozark, right? All right. It's the first season, and it's uh the daughter, right? <laughs> the daughter is uh, Charlotte. Charlotte's her name, I think. God, you're in for so much, man. Okay, well, it just started, right? Oh yeah, and yeah. she's and it's, she's miserable because she had to move, and right, you know yeah, she's yeah, one yeah. of a typical teenager. She's pissed at life, the yeah. whole deal, right? So she had just finished arguing with her family or something like that. Okay. And then she immediately like opens her phone, take like, Instagram, and takes like a happy picture. Oh, that's what it was. She wasn't arguing. She was like super sad somewhere. Yeah. Like, kind of like, like stuck in her life. Okay. And then she goes, you know, she takes a picture of like the background of the lake with her stick. And, and then she types in, enjoying the Ozark. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she hates life. Right, like, right. She really, really hates life at this point. Don't tell me anything. Uh, see by your smile. There's more I'm not going to, because there's so much to <laughs> tell you. But <laughs> yeah, this, I wouldn't even know where to start. Okay. So, but I told my wife, what a phenomenal. It was literally a five second scene yeah i barely remember that yeah it's episode like four yeah 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 yeah. of season one and what a phenomenal representation of social media right there man yeah yeah the girl just found out that her dad if you haven't watched ozark go screw yourself we're on season four so yeah yeah the the girl just found out that they had to move from chicago to missouri i think the ozarks in missouri you know i get confused by those states missouri mississippi one of those two states it's an M state. No, it's Missouri, Kansas, whatever, whatever, wherever the. No, I think it's there's definitely more woods. Kansas is too plain. Uh, and there's a lake, and yeah, they the moved Ozarks to is really famous though. Yeah, is, they moved to the Ozarks, right? Yeah. And um, ran like from one night to the next. Yeah, the kid that had to stop everything to go, and she just found out, literally found out that her father is laundering money for drug cartels. Yes. Right? Or for a drug cartel. For a drug cartel. And so she knows this is true. She's 15 years old. Right. She hates that she had to leave all her friends. She late, she, she had to move from a uh, city to a town. And she's miserable. She's really miserable. She treats right. her parents like garbage. Yeah, man. Right? And this is her reality. And then when she gets on social media... Right. Loving the Ozarks. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it takes a beautiful picture or whatever. Right. Not me. <laughs> That's a roundabout way of saying not me. Right, man. When I tell you I'm happy, man. Yeah. I'm happy. And let me tell you something, man. I ain't going to lie. Five months ago, I had a hard time. Yeah. I, I, was, I wasn't happy. Right. I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy for a few weeks. Yeah. Right? I just had to just deal with things, right? But I 
Oh, I saw that Slytherin light, dude. I saw that Slytherin light, and I went to it, and I haven't looked back, bro. Right, right. I haven't looked back, and I'm and I'm and I'm getting there. I'm happy, and and prior to that December, Feb- November, December area, I was happy too. You know. Yeah, yeah. I generally, if you if you think my persona is fake, I have news for you. I I love life. Man. Yeah, yeah. I love life, and uh, so that's that. I mean, I also oh, so my point point of this yeah, yeah. is. I'm happy. I'm happy now. I'm very, very happy. Right. I'm like, good job, good house, good wife, good kids. Everything's good. Yeah. Should I push myself for more? Absolutely, man. Because are you content? I'm happy. No, no, no. There's a difference in the words that we use, right? All right I think words are powerful. Are you content with where you're at? You, not with your situation. Mm-hmm. Are you content with where you are at mm-hmm. and your growth as a human it's being? It's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. And it doesn't mean that you're now going to sacrifice everything that you have, right? Right. It only means that I'm going to find out everything that's going to make continue to make or make me happier. Hmm. So then I can make everyone else around me happier as well. Mm-hmm. If you get the real Eddie, if you get the real Steve, there's like no limitations to, you know, just the amount of joy that necessarily that we can bring in somebody's life. And then again, it's not like saying that we're the perfect beings at all, right? <laughs> it's just saying that we strive to be better within ourselves. Well, I'll, I'll even double down on that. Yeah. It's our imperfection. That's driving us? That's driving us. Yeah. We're perfect. How boring would that be, man? Yeah, man. What else would you want? If you're perfect. Yeah. If you're perfect, how can you want more? Right. It's the fact that I am imperfect. That I strive for as much perfection as possible. Or like Coach Glassman said, virtuosity, right? Yeah. Virtuosity. Yeah, man. That's all it is, man. There's that, what's, I don't know how the, that phrase goes. It, it needs to rain so you can appreciate the sun. You know, there's a, you know, it has to rain every once in a while for you to appreciate the sunlight or something to that effect. And so what do we tell our people? Our 30 people. Our 30. Okay. 30, 30, I think it was like 38. 38. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, go ahead. Our 38 people. Yeah. Right? What do we tell them, bro? If you're good, stay there. Be careful. Be safe. Or is it good to take a risk? Or put yourself out there a little bit. Figure it out. Get better. I think what happens is, and listen, it happened to me, man. Mm -hmm. I was 13 years into my career. A government job. Right. With a steady paycheck. Secure. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I decided to leave it. All for my business, my first business, which was my gym. Right. Right. How many times do you think I got naysayers <laughs> to right. say, bro, are you sure? Yeah. Is it a fad? It's going to go away. Right, right. How, or it, it, versus how many people, how many of that do you think I got versus like, go for it? Yeah, man. And well, you know, the difference between I have a large family. Uh huh. Right. And my family doesn't know everything about me personally. There's no TVs at your house. <laughs> like they, they, when I say they don't know everything about me is mean I don't always share with them what my passions are in life because I know the responses that I'm going to get. You know what I'm saying? And they're not always, yes, do it. Go for it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of it, sometimes it's jokes, which I get. And then a lot of it is, oh, but you need that level of security. You're not sure. And that's not what I want to hear for me to continue. I want you to be able to be there with me. Mm-hmm. But if I know from the beginning that you're just going to be consistently saying it's not even negativity. It's more of just I don't know what that word would be, man. It's just 
You know what I learned? Mm. I think this is what you're trying to say. So prior to my wife, I yeah. had, had a girlfriend. Okay. Good good woman. She's yeah, a yeah. good woman. I'm not going to talk bad about her in that sense. Okay. Good girl. I'm not going to say her name. Good girl. Uh, she she really had a good heart. Right. Right? But she was a negative Nancy at the same time. Gotcha. That was the only downside to her. Mm. Right? She wasn't evil. She wasn't nothing. But she never had a good outlook on anything that was occurring around her. Right. And even around uh, for other people around her. Right? So I initially had my ambition to have my own business already when I was with her. Yeah. Right? And it was like, are you sure about this? And and then like she, like we started moving forward because I found the business partner, a former Miami Dolphin, was my par- my original business partner. Okay. And he he's a good dude, and uh, we started moving forward. And even then, like she was still like, ah, oh, right, but what right. if? And I don't like this, and I don't like that, and it's like, ugh, right? Yeah. And she was and she was very boisterous about it, right? like very animated and very like. She wanted to drive the point that like bad things could happen. Gotcha. Moving forward, obviously that wasn't a successful relationship. I mean, my wife, and we're going through our uni- our we're going through our first year of, of not marriage but uh, of dating. Mm-hmm. And I then expressed to her my ambition. Yeah, I, w- I want to do this. She goes, "Well, she's smart." So <laughs> I said that at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. She okay. goes, "Well, if you make this move and this move, how much money we have?" What do you have? I go, well, let me make a phone call. So I made a phone call. I call my retirement system, basically. And they told me, well, this is how much money you have if you leave right now. So I tell her the number. She goes, ah, let's do it. Yeah. Like, nonchalantly, not animated, nothing. This is what I'm trying to get to. Sometimes it's the whisper. Yeah, yeah. That's telling you the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Or where to go versus the chaos. Right. I think a lot of times we focus on the chaos, and I've learned this recently, right? Very recently. Yeah, yeah. From another good man. Very recently. It's, it's, it's the chaos generally tends to try to push you away from what you need to get versus the people that are just thinking level. Right. That they're just grounded. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's just like, hey, man, let's do it. Yeah. And that's what my wife says. She's like, yeah, let's do it. Right. Fuck it. You know, versus, <laughs> ah, man, are you sure? But what if? But what and if? what if a meteor? Yeah. And what if this? And what if that? Yeah. It's chaos. That's oh all man. chaos. That's a lot of mess in your head, man. God, I used to preach that in my trainings so Talk to much. Me. Yeah, I'm talking about the what ifs. Yeah. The what ifs that get you, man. It's, yeah, it's just like the one-off scenarios that come out of nowhere. Well, what happens if, you know, we have a hurricane that literally only lands on this store? You know, 15 people get, I don't know. It's just something that's just way out there. Right. Like, everything is just a what if. So, what about the 35 things that can go right yeah, from of this? Course. Not the one-off thing that may happen, you know, that you may have heard about, experienced. Or what know. about the one thing that, what if, what about the one thing we want to go right? Yeah. Which is either make some money or whatever it is, you or know? Or just have that foundation. Like, this is where I want to get started. So, now this start is working. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, in uh, your big family yeah. that you were talking about, mm-hmm. I don't want you to get away from that. Okay. I want to bring you back to that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. You had a big family. And yeah. You, you had, where do you fall in your, in your siblings in terms of age? I'm the youngest. You're the you're the kid. You're the baby. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So you had a shitload of experience in front of you. Yeah. Right. Including your parents and your older um, your older siblings. I'm right. sure are years older than you. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, what's the separation between the oldest and you? Uh, let's see. I think twelve years. Twelve years. That's yeah. That's considerable. Yeah. That's considerable. So. What 
of all the chaos, that's a lot of chaos. Yeah. Were you all in one house at one point? At one point, yeah. Okay, so that's chaos. Mm-hmm. That's fucking a lot of noise, right? Yeah. When you when you finally decided to listen to advice, uh-huh. was it when chaos was occurring when finally somebody pulled you to the side and said, hey, man, listen to me? Yeah, it was on an individual basis. When they were talking just at you. Yeah. Right? Just not chaos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see where you're going, brother. Yeah, yeah, I, I know where you're going. And that's the thing. And that's you know when we get stuck on social media, like this is our outlet these days, right? Yeah, yeah. And whatever whatever path that we want to forge, that's going to be one of our avenues. Like it, it it's it's a necessity. It, it's a reality. It's now. a reality, it's right? Hundred percent. But now right? that's where the chaos lays, right? <laughs> like the people that you surround your, yourself with in social media. How many times do you post something and then you just get like this? really annoying not necessarily negative but it's just not even the comment that you wanted right. but you wanted to reach you wanted to have a message but now you got this type of response back yeah i get that but you know what i'm saying but again it's, it shouldn't stop you right yeah. because again no matter what even if your message is quote unquote perfect you will get that person yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah. you'll get that joke but i i get that 100 yeah. percent. but when it comes from a person you know that you may have had a little bit i'm not even talking about I'm with you already. I, I get where you're going. You know what I'm saying? I posted something, and then you had a joke. We had an inside joke. Right, right, right. I'm not. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about they sent me a message, mm-hmm. and like complete opposite of what I was talking about. Right. I get you. Like I'm, I'm with you. It's like they didn't even. They don't even know me at all. You know, I'm that guy in another way. I'm that guy. Yeah, but I'm saying like, that's what happens in social media to yeah. the people that want to create that outlet. Like right. that we're talking about the chaos. You know, what I'm saying like you want to have that. You want to have that, you need positive and negative feedback no matter what. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have to be able to deal with it. But again, when it comes from trust from sources that necessarily don't have, I don't know, maybe say don't have a right to be able to say exactly what they said hmm. based upon the limited amount of knowledge, just based upon like a quote that you may have said. I you know saw, I saw, and, and, and I don't want to get away from our message for today, but just a very quick, I saw, and just along the lines of what you're saying. Saw a meme yesterday. My wife read a meme to me. Yeah, uh, and it's uh, I can't remember the movie, but it's with Chris Farley and uh, and Adam Sandler in the same movie. Okay, were they in the same movie together? Uh, maybe as guest spots, but they never really starred in a movie together. Well, that's the meme, right? They're they're together. Maybe it was a uh, Saturday Night Live skit. I don't okay. know. Uh, but they're together in this meme, and the the words in the meme aren't what they're saying in the movie. So it's like one of these things that they're going back and forth, and like this happened, and the other guy's like. Really? And then the other guy, and he's dead. And then this happened. Are you sure that happened? And then he goes, nah, I, just, I didn't really do the research. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's funny. Sometimes you, like, these people post all this, like, chaos, and then you challenge them, and they're like, but I don't know what's really going on. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Okay, now that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like, that's, I mean, that's just the level of chaos that we can deal with, right? Oh, my goodness. And how do we filter that out, brother? It's so the message. Yeah, bro. All right, the message. What I want to try to tell people right now, okay, from everything we've been talking for the last hour, mm-hmm. is life is short. Okay. Yep. We, s- we, we, we actually talked about this right before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Life is short. You're only going to get your, your whatever time you have on this earth. It could be 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 100 years, right? You're going to get whatever you're going to get. Right. <coughs> And I think you could approach this one or two ways, from in, my, in my perspective. Actually, one or three ways. Okay. Okay. Reality. You could be satisfied 
I think that's kind of the middle ground one. You could be satisfied. Yep. And just take things with stride and just wait for you to die. Yeah. You to die. Okay. And hope that the day you die, the day you're on your de- on your deathbed or you know that this is this is your day. Yeah. Right? That that was enough for you. Yeah. I'm almost willing to bet that that person is going to have some regret at that moment. Yeah. Oh, man, I should have done more. should have done more of this or more and more and more. Okay. But that's a choice. You yeah. can do that. You can 100% do that. Then you have, that's the middle ground. Then you have one extreme. You can live the YOLO life. Yeah. Right? The YOLO life is you only live one life, once life. Right? You could party, you could go hard, you could drink, do drugs, you know, drug, sex, rock and roll, whatever. Yeah. Do everything as hard and as extreme as possible and likely shorten your life, you know, <laughs> considerably either for, for health reasons or you fall off a parachute, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, man. You're living so hard, so extreme that, you know, something happens to you in the way, but you, you go hard, right? Yeah. I, you know, I have my perspective on that. Um, and uh, if that's your prerogative, so be. Okay, I don't necessarily agree, but that is what it is. Okay, it's unhealthy, but it is one extreme, right? right. If you think that my life is short, let me go hard on everything in an unhealthy way. Do it. Yeah. The other extreme is is you can decide to enlighten yourself as much as possible while you're right, right. Okay. I don't know what you each of you individually believe in. Uh, I have my beliefs, and, and, I, and I and I stand by my conviction. I am a Christian, and, yeah. I, and I have my beliefs as to what, how, my life, uh, or rather, my soul is gonna where it's gonna go. Right. I do things as mu- as good as I can, as a good as a human can. Right. Um, um, but if you don't, that's fine, and I respect you. Okay. Um, but how much should you? Enl- I, I believe in. Oh, not believe. The other extreme is being enlightened as much as possible. Right. Gaining as much knowledge as possible. Not only keeping it to yourself, but enlightening others along the way. Right. Okay? Whether it be because of just general knowledge that you have, being that or that you want everybody to have a better life, or if it's religious, whatever. Okay? You just want some people to be better. Here's what I think. Yeah. I think the middle ground is safe, but I think it's full of regret. Okay. You mean the satisfied, right? Yeah, back to just that. plain old satisfied. I think right. it's going to be full of regret eventually, mm-hmm. okay? I should have talked to that girl that day. I should have ta- gone for that job. I should have started that business. I should have done those burpees. Right. I should have, you know, gone for that run because now I'm huge and I'm on my deathbed because I have diabetes, cancer, and all this craziness, you know? You know, I should have, should have, should have, should have. Or... You go to one of the two extremes that there isn't going to be a lot of should-ups because you're going to go hard on right. either enlightening yourself by mm-hmm. continually becoming better and better and better and better and better and better in in a in a holistic way, I guess. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. or you're going to become full of life by doing some craziness. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I would just call it unhealthy, right? Okay, so. Those are your two extremes. I think you're going to have the least regret outside of maybe one of them saying outside of w- the extremes regretting each other. Each other, right, yeah. That, that's, that would be the only regret. I wish I would have done more of that versus that, right? Yeah, yeah. Here's what I think. Both of those extremes have the same high. Okay. Because they're both very fulfilling, very different ways, but they're both very fulfilling. Yeah. Right? 
so with that I draw well why if they're equally fulfilling in a sense other than regretting each other okay if they're equally fulfilling in terms of the high why not choose the healthier one right 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 the one where you want to just constantly live life man I'm there yeah I step outside bro and I what I put yesterday was real man I felt the sun bro it felt so good yeah bro. yeah when you actually go outside and feel the sun mm-hmm. hit your skin bro yeah <sighs> so good man <laughs> so good man. yeah then you walk inside and see your family in chaos kids killing each other wife's about to pull her hair out trying to figure out how to work and manage the kids it's beautiful bro yeah man it's fucking beautiful you know that level of appreciation is is hard sought you know what I'm saying? It's it's hard to find or hard to even envision for a lot of people. That 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 phrase of appreciate the little things in life mm-hmm. is so true. I mean, it is so true. For those people that can't literally slow down to look at something. You know, there's people like that. You may want to call them hustlers, whatever you want to say. The people that just literally need to be in constant motion. Right. And I'm not just talking about moving, like physically moving. I'm just talking about their brain doesn't stop. Whether it may be, you know, based upon past experiences that kind of led them to that, who knows? But it's those type of people that they're not able to appreciate those small things amidst the chaos, you know, are going to have a hard time appreciating life in its sense, right? And being able to spread that, I guess, that message that we want to, our message beginning in 2020, and let me not say our 2020 message, but yeah. the message, you know, that we're hopefully continuing and starting in 2020. Yes. And that's positivity. It's joy. It's just loving life and loving your neighbor, loving loving everything that's around you, man. It's it's it may sound corny, it may sound cliches, but again, it's it's us attempting to be happy right now. Brother, people need to hear it, man. You know what I'm saying? They really do. Tell them. Yeah. So that's <laughs> Tell them. It's just they need to be happy, right? And what's gonna get you happy? It could be the accumulation of money. Who knows? I don't know. That's not me. Mm-hmm. Right? Again, like I was saying before, my happiness lies in the connection amongst people. That's where my happiness lies. Saying that you can influence me and I can influence you for the better. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. again, it's always about, like, we talked about this, who you surround yourself with um, kind of determines who you are. For, the, for a, you there's know, a cliche yeah. term, but it actually comes from the Bible, from the Psalms. Yeah. The book of Psalms. Iron sharpens iron, man. Yeah. 100%. Yep. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean, surround yourself with people that are that are going to challenge you to be better than you are. Yes, I'm not just saying don't cha- be around people that's just going to challenge everything that you say. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not even a conversation. But chan- I think it's challenging in the way. Not saying, hey, are you better today? Because I, d- I I do that too with my buddies or friends that mm-hmm. that I feel that aren't challenging or pushing themselves enough. Hey, what did you do today to be better? Yeah. Right. But I know what you mean. I think what you mean is that you, you're surrounded by people who are constantly succeeding or ch- constantly trying to succeed. Right. That they're upping the bar of the relationship. Right. Like, here's where I am, bro. Like, they're not saying it. It's, it's kind of unsaid, right? Right, right. Like, here's where we all are, and you're not here yet. Yeah. Are you going to get here and stay in the circle, or are you going to fall out of it? Right, right. Yeah, because they're not going to slow down. No. <laughs> they really aren't going to slow down. And if they're down. your true friends, they're going to try to push you there. Exactly. But it's, it's more of like that push, like, hey, let's go. Come on, we're here. You got to get here. And meeting those people that are like literal inspirations without literally having to say anything to you. Right. Yes. Just watching their example, that's rare to find. When you find that, you better 
fucking hold on to that to dear life. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I, even during this entire conversation, I've been thinking about people that I've met and that I know within South Florida because I don't always have the best view of Florida. You know, I, I don't. You've been outside today? <laughs> it's a beautiful yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take it any any more than that. But I don't always have the best view of living in South Florida. Let me say that. Yeah. Right, but I think now about the people that I've met that influence me just by being who they are. Right, you know what I'm saying? And that brought out something in me. Right, a lot of thing. There's one thing that a lot of people don't know about me is I write a lot. Mm-hmm. Right, I write a lot of poetry, and I'm much better in expression when it comes to the written word mm-hmm. than it comes to being verbal. Mm-hmm. Because that it allows me to give myself 100% without even trying. You have more focus. It's, it's literally just bleeds out onto the page. Like who I am, what I'm thinking, what I believe. It literally bleeds itself out onto the page. And a lot of people don't know that, mm-hmm. right? And that's one of the things that I talked about, like introducing that passion that I have around a lot of people. I'm very careful about who I tell, uh, who I've told, you know, based upon their reaction. Because it depends on how they react to saying, like, even that I write. Am I going to get a response? Well, hey, let me hear something. Or, hey, oh, like, right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, or, right. like, you know, or am I going to get the response, like, uh, whatever. Like, no, nah, you. Like, but you, know, you don't do, like, spoken word. Oh, I've done that. Yeah? yeah. A lot. Yeah. I've done that a lot in my past. Like, that was one of the most nerve-wracking things. But, again, I've gotten lost on stage. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, to where I don't even realize what I'm saying. And then I'm done. And then I see, you know, I feel and I hear people clapping. You know what I'm saying? So those type of things... A lot of people don't know, and I, very, I was very careful in my life about who I expressed it to. But recently, talking with just the person that I know, just the person that they are, kind of re-ignited you know, that in me, mm-hmm. in which it made me think, if I'm preaching about talking about um, being that change that I want to be, I need to be the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And not be shy about it. Exactly. Yeah. And that level of fear yeah. right, that we talked about, and having that... Well, what are they going to say amidst this chaos? It's not mattering to me now. Right. It, it really isn't. I'm going to express what I've written so that people can so that people can read it. You know, people that have read it said, "This is amazing." I don't think so. Right. Again, I always have that. You know, you always have that. I'm not doing the best that I think I can do. Right. You know, it doesn't. Nah, it's not really that great. But if it's connecting with people, that was my original intent. Thought. That was right. my intent from the very beginning. So why am I not expressing this? You know what I'm saying? And being able to surround myself with people who appreciate that is a great foundation to make me get over that hump Bro. of not caring about everybody else who may have like a naysayer. It'll be that naysayer. This is what we're talking about, bro. Right. This person that you're talking about that you, you recently reached out to or reached out to you and, yeah. and, and it's brought this out to you. That came in a time where at that very moment. Yeah. It wasn't chaos occurring around you. It was a, a moment of quietness where somebody told you something and you said, huh, that's where I need to be. And you want to know what it was said? Go. Something so simple. You said it before. Well, do it. <laughs> Damn. This freaking Nike was up to something <laughs> a long time ago, man. Do it. <laughs> do it was it. Oh, man. It's, it's crazy, man. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. So it's. Uh, that's kind of what the, the movie Feel the Dream is all about, right? Okay. If you will, right? Like, I mean, it's a spiritual movie, obviously. You said Field of Dreams. Yeah. The base, okay. Yeah, a baseball right. movie, right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, you know, the guy loves baseball. He's yeah. in the middle of nowhere. He has yeah. A, well, he has, a, he has a farm, right? He has a farm. 
and you know the voice ah, okay. the voice yeah. kept on telling him if you build it they will come yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? that's basically do it like yeah, yeah. he wants to he wants this he's not sure if he should he's doubtful you know you know will people come if he builds this damn baseball park will mm-hmm. people come you know and watch you know that's the naysayer that's the naysayer and in, in this town there's naysayer when he started how much naysaying did he yeah have? Right? Yeah. Like it's just constant, bro. You sure you're crazy? This and that, this and that, this and that. From his family too, just right? Ca- yeah, chaos, yeah, yeah. chaos, yeah, yeah, yeah. chaos. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but the silent, that word that just talked to him. Yeah, yeah. If you build it, it will come. Yeah, that's all he was doing. What, what, whatever you want to believe is saying that in this movie. Yeah, right. It was in his own head. It was God. Whatever it is, it was just saying, do it. Yeah, do it. Because listen, like you said at the very beginning, maybe you realize that that wasn't for you also. And right. that is also equally good. Yeah. yeah. You see how I turned that? Yeah. It's not saying, that, hey, and, hey, if you do that and you finally realize that you it wasn't for you, it's going to suck because you wasted all your you wasted, damn yeah. time. Yeah, no, you've learned so that. much, man. Do it because you're going to realize it. Look, my gym was successful and unsuccessful. Yeah. Okay. Still around today. I don't know how it's doing today. Uh, they look happy. Okay. Uh, I think recently uh, the owner was like breaking down a wall. Uh, so uh, it looks like it's expanding, which is a good thing. It's making more space, and that's a cool thing, you know? And um, so the gym's still around. It you is. Know, it's a, it's a, it was a, it's definitely a good place. Um, but when I was there, it was successful and unsuccessful. Right. Successful in the sense that I had good membership. Yeah. I had a good membership in terms of the people that I had there. They right. were they were loyal. They were they were devoted to my gym. Um, but I was unsuccessful in bringing more of those <laughs> people in there. Okay, right, right. Um, so the people that came, the I had a very low turnover rate at my gym. It was uh, yeah. the people generally that left are people that either they moved away and they just couldn't come to the gym again. Uh, they had bad circumstances in their life and they just couldn't come. Or those people that weren't going to mesh with the type of gym that we were all together to begin with. Right. right? Yeah, I, yeah. I did have a certain environment at my gym, right? Um, but I sucked at business. I just, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and lie to myself. I, yeah. I sucked at business, you know? And as a result, um, I'm not angry about it. Yeah, man. I don't hate that I sucked at business. I, I'm, I'm happy that I sucked. Right. Because I'm able to learn from it. And if I do have another business on the road, I can apply those those uh those thing the learn the lessons to that to that new business absolutely man and nevertheless here's the positive another positive not only do i did it that i love that i sucked at it but i love that the risk that i took has you across the table from now yeah man okay you're here yeah and people that have been on this show were from that place yeah okay and people that i still talk to today like a brother or like a sister came from that risk yeah you know so do it. Whatever is in your mind, do it. Just like uh, this person told you yeah. and you're rediscovering this. He said, do it, bro. Because maybe maybe you'll realize it isn't for you. Yeah. Fully. Right, right. Or the opposite. Or maybe just not the way that I thought. But nevertheless, right. the outcome is going to be a good outcome. Right, exactly. 100% agree. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Man. Yeah, man. It's... You know, when I was when I was uh, when I was managing people, right? And I did like we going back to talking about the interviews. Whenever I hired somebody new, again at a at an entry level position, I knew one hundred percent that they weren't going to stay there. You know, it's you're a sales associate. I'm not demeaning the position, but I'm saying ninety nine percent of you that are 
that's your first stop in life. It's not going to be your last. You know what I'm saying? You didn't come into this thinking, I found where I'm going to retire. You know, I'm just going to stick here. So my level of advice for anybody that came in was find a thing that's going to give you the most adversity and learn from that Mm -hmm. and take that to your next step. You know what I'm saying? It's scary. It is. Learn from whatever you can from this position and apply it to the next thing. Because trust me when I say we talked about um, finding those next steps and being able to understand how everything is almost connected. You know what I'm saying? What you learn today can transition to the next step in yes. your life. Skill transfer. You know what I'm saying? And you, t- you preach that in, you know, in the gym. Yeah. You know, those are the little things that you can talk about weights, but they reflect other aspects of your life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that should be a way for us to be able to enlighten ourselves. Yeah. At a basic level, I remember I had a, a father that came to the gym. He, he didn't stick around long enough uh, for a long time, and I, it's unfortunate, but... He did stick for, it was right before you came to the gym. Okay. And uh, this guy, he was at the gym. He was there for maybe six months and he trained pretty consistently. Uh, but he came very out of shape, very, very out of shape. I mean, uh, fundamentals was tough for him, you yeah. know, like just learning technique, not even doing a, uh, a workout, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very stressful, very hard for him. So, but either way, little by little, he became a little better, got a little fitter, fitter, faster, better. And he came to me one day that it was raining. Oh, he came to me. Now it was raining. He came to me and says, listen, this is why I'm joining the gym. This is why I joined the gym. I was at the beach one day, and it started pouring. And not only was it pouring, but there was lightning, lots of lightning. Um, and I got scared. So it was only me, my wife, and three of my children. Okay. So we all started running for cover. because it was, it was bad. But the children were very small. So he tried grabbing his kids and running, and he said it was maybe 100 meters or so to for cover. And that he couldn't yeah. do it. He couldn't pick up his kids and do it. He was exhausted, physically exhausted, that he felt that he was there was something wrong, 100% wrong, and that um, this is not what he should be. He should have been able to take care of his family and make this – trek a hundred meter trek with his three small children right and he couldn't he was uh, physically exhausted and his wife is equally the same she couldn't help as much so that's what what brought him to the gym right and then we're, we're talking about skill transfer here yes okay so he knew that whatever he was going to learn at the gym he was going to be able to apply to life had all of a sudden he needed to physically do something right you know, you run out of gas or your car breaks down and it's a, it's a heavy traffic. And you want to get it off the road. What do you got to do? You got to push the car off the road. Can you or do you need help? Yeah. You know, are we talking about a dually two F-250 or a little Honda Accord? And you can't move your Honda Accord, man or woman. I'm saying this to you right now. Right, right. If you can't move your Honda Accord off the road, then you need to go figure something out. Yeah. Okay. If you can't climb a, a, a wall or a fence. Right which is even easier than a wall, Yeah. then you need to figure something out. At the same time, if you're stuck at home because you lost your job or your small business is, is being destroyed right now because of this and you can't, f- and, and that's what your circumstances are, yeah. you need to figure something out. Yeah. You know, this is an opportunity. Every, every day is an opportunity to be enlightening yourself and become a better person. Yeah, man. Don't stay stuck. 
Yep. Just do it. <laughs> we are your voice right now. Yeah, man. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> was, was that do it. <laughs> uh, H, uh, Waterboy? Was that? No, I was thinking about, you ever seen Starsky and Hutch, the remake with Ben Stiller? Oh, it was. Yeah, do it. Do it. Do <laughs> yeah. it yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I know. Uh, Waterboy, you can do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rob <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, man. <laughs> uh, no, guys, do it. Yeah, we'll leave it with that. We d- we don't want to re- you know definitely beat the dead horse, but you know what? <laughs> it's worth this dead horse is very worth beating. Yeah, do it. We're in, we're in the same boat that all of you are. We're not perfect. We're, in, we're each of us are in different stages where we may feel some stagnant, mm-hmm. being stagnant in our lives. Mine in particular, though, I'm happy. I'm that middle ground guy right now, right? Right. I'm happy. I got it. Even with tribulations that I had, and I've I've expressed here, I've had these tribulations bad. Yeah. Bad, very bad. You know, for me, emotionally. Yeah, yeah. But I'm still overall happy. I have it good. And I've, I've, I've gotten over that obstacle. And I still am looking for the next step to align myself. And I figured it out. I know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I expressed. I don't want to say it here. I know what it is. I yeah. Steve knows already. Yeah. All right. I know what it is. And I'm going to get there. I don't know how. But I'm going to get there. And uh, hopefully, um, when I get there, you guys will be there to enjoy it with me. Yeah. I think you said it best, man. Next step. Get on it. What is the next step? It's not, oh, my God. This is not the last floor. It's not, what am I going to do now? It's, you know, that that frantic panic mode. It's, okay. Fuck. All right. What am I going to, what's next? What's next for me? What's next for me? Slow down. Breathe. You know, and figure this shit out, man. It's not going to happen in a day. If it does, then you're a miracle worker and tell me your secret. But take your time. The process is usually... The thing that's gonna make you who you want to be. Yeah, the journey, right? You know what I'm saying the journey. It's not the end result. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And when you get to the end result, you always want more. What's the <laughs> next step? <laughs> What's the next step, man? What's the next step, man? You want more? How do you, you know? How do you make it better? How do you make you better? Yeah. You know? It's not you know, uh, you know you you follow your goals. You everybody here has their goals, and it's money driven. Be careful. Yes. Be careful, and that's fine. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Because you need to make sure you are the best person you are before the money. I saw, each, I think we spoke about each Hollywood stories last time when we were talking about Married with Children. And that's, it's a show that's gone now. Yeah. Uh, it was a phenomenal show. I don't know why they did away. It was like little mini documentaries, right? Uh-huh. And it was about the lottery. Okay. okay. It was about the lottery, this one. It was phenomenal. Look it up. It's uh, each Hollywood uh, lottery. Uh, and it talks about all these lottery winners that, that had like chaos post-lottery. They won millions, millions of dollars, and they lost everything. They either lost the money, they lost their families, they died, whatever. It was it was tragic lives as a result, not as a result, but that had to do with people winning a lot of money. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. So it's a one-hour mini uh, mini documentary about the lottery and people with these lives, and and I think it's like between the U.S. and England, and lottery in England too. You know, it's a pretty hefty lottery as well. And then at the end, they have the psychologist. And throughout the show, they have the psychologist that kind of like gives it their per- a psychiatrist, psychologist. I can't remember the title, but that they gives it a perspective on these people that win the lottery, right? Gotcha. This particular person, that particular person. Well, maybe this was going on. Maybe that's what's going on. And then they, the last scene of this documentary is the psychologist. Okay. Again, right? And they, this is what they basically said. And this is why I'm, I, it's going to come back to the money. Whoever you were before the lottery... It's the same person after the lottery. Right. So if you were miserable before the lottery, you were miserable before the lottery. Yeah, yeah. You're just going to be a miserable person with money mm-hmm. after the lottery. If you were a drug addict, 
before the lottery and you think that money is going to get you out of being a drug addict, you're going to be a drug addict with money Yeah, yeah. after the lottery. If you were a negative person before the lottery, you're going to be an equally negative person after the lottery. That right. doesn't change. All that changes is that you have money now. Okay? That's all that changes. That's it. The only way you're going to be better with the lottery or a lot of money is if you are better. Yeah. You, the human, you, the heart, you, the soul, whatever it is inside of you, your mind, whatever, has to be strong and healthy and happy, regardless of whether you have money or not or right. in pursuit of, so that when you do get there and you, are, you do have income and you do have revenue, you do have things coming in in terms of finances, then you're happy with it. Yeah. But the money itself, the TVs, the cars, the everything is not going to make you a better person. Don't lie to yourself. Right. Don't ever think you are. You need to look for your, you got to look within yourself first. And when that's all sound, I know where, where I go to get that. Yeah. Okay. I know where I go to get that. And I'm going to continue going there. And I, and I stand by my convictions. Yeah, man. But unless you get there, you get there. Money ain't shit. Yeah, man. Money, <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent, brother. I agree, man. Does it ease stress? Sure, of course it does. Yeah, yeah, like we were saying, it makes you want for nothing. Yeah, you know, like yeah. It, it. But again, what are your drivers? And again, the the thing, the word that we're emphasizing, like throughout this, if you've noticed, is you. Yes, <laughs> it is you, right? And that is you internally. Yes, right internally. What's going to make you happy? You know, what's driving you to the next step and to make yourself better? Do it. Do it. But <laughs> and, and I'll leave it at this before we transition. Um, the reason I've, I've put a lot of focus on this in the last few podcasts, I think it's been three podcasts talking about embetterment or bettering yourself, is because right now we kind of see like there is like a little bit of both going on right now. There's a lot of people that are getting out there, trying to figure things out, getting a little better or, yeah. or enjoying life a little more. And then you have equally the opposite of that. You have people that are really, really, really worrying a lot. Who's so worried? And and, and I'm not going to say it's not rightfully so or not. I mean, there's people that are definitely going through some issues right now. Yeah, they have legitimate reasons. Yeah. yeah. Some people. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who are just being driven by the chaos, man. Yeah. Driven. And their health is being impacted by the chaos. By the chaos. So please, 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 we're not perfect. Steve and I are not perfect. But we want to, because we're not perfect, we're trying to fix that and uh, every single day until the day we die. Yeah, man. Uh, and, and hopefully your YOLO is that you become better. So that when you close those eyes for the last time, you could let out your last breath and say, man, it was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was good. Yeah. I'm ready for the next step. Next steps, man. Even then. <laughs> what I did here was good. It was good. It was good. Bring on whatever's coming next. Yeah, uh, man. I don't know what that is. If it is, I do. I know what it is, but mm -hmm. whatever you believe, and uh, hopefully it's good. Yeah, man. Anything else, bro? Um, on that one before we talk about onward. No, I, th I think. Uh, I think that's it, bro. I think I think we've said it. All right. I bro. think we've said it. So onward. I saw it. I saw it. All right. Good or bad? Now, for those that don't know, the heck we're talking about. Oh, okay. So yes. Onward is a movie by Disney, uh, Disney Pixar. Okay? Right. It's a Disney Pixar film. Uh, 
if you don't know, Pixar is a studio that belongs to Disney World, and they're responsible for their biggest movie of all time, which is Toy Story. Toy Story, okay. 1 through 12, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're all good, bro. They are. I never saw the last one. That I saw four. Yeah, that people it's loved it, right? It's it's it was, it was I, saw it. I saw it in theater. Okay. Um, oh, go ahead. Onward. So, Up, uh, Bugs Life. Cars, Finding Nemo. Cars is probably like their least. Like cars and planes is probably like their least. Like uh, yeah. Finding Nemo and yeah, well that's good. Yeah, Finding yeah. Nemo is good. Uh, anyways, they they they're pretty successful. They right. And like all Disney movies, Pixar really does a good job. Uh, besides Disney movies, D- Disney movies are a little more fantastical, right? Uh, and it's not to say that uh, Pixar doesn't use fantasy to deliver their message, but. But Pixar is very, very good at really playing at your heartstrings. Very yeah. good. Whether it's Toy Story, Up, Up is, Up I'll is th- tough. I'll, I'll <laughs> say, that, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. There's usually human tragedy. Yes, there's tragedy yes. in this, like from the very beginning. Right. So yeah, go ahead. So in Onward, Onward is no stranger to to this, nope. and it's like uh, the plot is basically simple. It's a fairy tale world, literally fairy tale, with your where your centurion, uh, centurions are called? Centaurs. Centaurs. Yeah. Centaurs, elves, fairies, you know, a little bit of everything. It's a real world, right? Like yeah. they exist in, but they evolved to like our society, right? Where they, where, where, Modern. where it goes from magic and this fantasy world to cars and a job and police. Where magic is disappearing. Yeah, yeah. There's no magic. Yeah. And people just, they have restaurants and just technology takes over. I think it's because of technology, right? Yeah, yeah. Started with fire and like it started with electricity. That's what it was. Yeah, they yeah. discovered electricity and then they j- it's like our world. Yeah. It's not very different. So um, the long short is that, and it's part of the plot, that um, one of the kids discovered that their father knew magic and their father's passed away. Uh, it's a it's a, to a pair of brothers and a mother, and uh, and the and the br- the younger brother never met the father or never remembers the father. I think th- th- he dies young. He died when he was a baby. When so he was he a baby, yeah, he so he never got to really truly meet his father. Whereas yeah. the older brother got to enjoy his father yeah. for a few years. You know, um, so the father leaves a message of how to be able to see him for one day. One day, right? You know? And that's kind of the thing. They, they try the magic. It doesn't really work out. <laughs> and and they, they go on this quest to to try to see the father for their, for one day. Both For both of them to be able to enjoy the father for one day. That's right. important, right? Yeah. Um, so the younger brother does a list of the things he wants to learn from a father. Right. From a father. Uh, from a man, basically, it's kind of like the perspective, right? Because they have the mother, so there's like these things that the the younger son feels that well, yeah, it's a father son relationship that, yeah, that yeah. he missed from his father son relationship yeah. that you kind of see on TV that father sons do yeah, and type yeah, of yeah. thing. So, uh, so he does his list, like uh, you know, like play catch, you know, learn how to fish, you know, like these little things, right? And this is the the, the story. I don't know if I should go for more than that because it's important for me. Go ahead, man. Uh, it's, I mean, it's free on Disney Plus. It's included. I hate saying free because you gotta pay for Disney Plus. You gotta pay for it. It's included on Disney Plus. But you could rent it for like four ninety nine if you want. Yeah, it's rentable. I mean, it's supposed to come out in theaters when this all started, but you know, like everybody else, they have to pump it out right, right away. Right, right. So, so they can make some money back from it, understandably so. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I guess I gotta give it away, man. Go ahead, man. Do I? I mean, how long? It's been out for like what two months almost since basically COVID nineteen started. Like. It was uh, it was in theaters, but it got pushed for like two weeks. Yeah, but it got pushed to uh, streaming because of all this. Do it, brother. Do it. I mean, the only people that are going to disappoint are thirty people. <laughs> yeah, the thirty <laughs> people. <laughs> so the the end of the story is they finally figure out a way 
of bringing the father back. Yes. Right? Cause the, by the way, the father's been back, but only half his body. Yeah, like only the, the legs. The, <laughs> the, 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 the magic only was strong enough for half of his body. So his legs are walking around the entire movie. So, but, the, but the spell only starts when the legs started. Right. So they only have 24 hours, and they're literally like hours away, and they finally figure this out. And No, they're minutes away. Yeah. They figure this out, so, but they don't have enough time for both brothers to truly enjoy the father yeah. because they only have minutes. So the young brother sacrifices himself. Says, listen, man, I really never met him anyways. Yeah. You know, you did. And, and, there's, and in the movie, you learn that the younger son was kind of angry, I guess, of what was occurring. He never really got to say goodbye to his father. Right. Uh, a real goodbye uh, as a result of this. So uh, the younger brother said, listen, it's time for you to say goodbye to him because you knew him. I don't, I don't yeah. know him. Mm-hmm. And in that, this is where it comes back to me, yeah. in that he realizes that his brother actually did all the things with him. Yeah. His older brother did all the things with him that he wanted to learn from his father. So his brother, being a good brother that he was, did that for him. Yeah. And I think you and I are going to have the same, because you have 400 brothers. <laughs> 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 I have one older brother. Uh-huh. And... And because I grew up with my brother, and if you ever listen to episode one, you'll understand why. Um, my father is definitely alive, and he's a, he loves us, you know. But I didn't grow up with him at all. Right. So my brother is only five years older than me, and he taught me how to ride bike. He taught me how to swim. He taught me how to drive stick shift. He taught me how to drive a car. Period. Yep. Uh, he taught me how to be a man when I needed to be a man, and whatever that definition is for you, that's, I have my own definition of that. And he taught me how to be that guy. Uh, and to this day, when I went through that stuff I went through in December, I went to him. Yeah. I went to him and I told him what was going on. And like the brother that he is, man, he was my, he was the man. Yeah. He was the man of my house. And he said, listen, this is what you need to do. Do it. Yeah. Tell me to do it. <laughs> and I did it. And guess what? Yeah. Son of a bitch was right again. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. So, onward hit me, bro. Yeah. Okay. Onward hit me, man, because uh, not theory wise, but like, man, you know, fuck, man. How many good brothers or sisters? True. Are out there, man. That that they 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 took that mantle. They took that mantle for a space that didn't exist for their younger siblings. Right. And they took that mantle, and man, they made sacrifice. Listen, I don't know if it was that very or inadvertent, but how many sacrifices did my poor brother make so that he could make me happy? Right. Right. He'll never tell me. But I know many times that, you know, when he was already old enough where he could go to Bush Gardens with his girlfriend. You know what my brother did? Mm. Took me with him. bro. Yeah. You know, how many young studs want to go with their girlfriend to Disney World by themselves? You know, to have a hotel night. Right. With their girlfriend that night. You know? Yeah, man. Wrong or right. I don't care how you think about <laughs> it. You know? A lot of studs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Want that. But yeah. you know what? He took his brother with him. You know, so that his brother could enjoy Disney because my mom was poor. Mm-hmm. So for my mom to take me to Disney was hard. So my brother finally saves some money to go to Disney with his girlfriend. So what? He saves another extra hundred bucks. So he could take his young little brother with him. Yeah. You know, so I appreciate that. And I love you, my brother. I won't say his name because my brother is very private. Um, but uh, Got it, man. it made me appreciate my brother, man. And it's a great movie because I think there's more of that that we don't talk about. But a a good brother and sister. Right. Oh, absolutely. Who man. really just took their, who, who, 
who were that person, whatever that person that you were missing in your life, they're that person. They were and currently are. And so oh yeah, I learned. I've I've learned a lot from them. I'll, I'll say that good and bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you have enough. <laughs> I have enough. <laughs> and I'll, I'll say they were they were a great. The, the funniest thing to me is all boys, right? Right. And I I used to always get people asking, well, like, why are you guys kind of like so respectful around women, right? For the most part, you know, like right. yes. I I don't know. It's just it's just what we are. I mean, it's what our mom kind of instilled in us. And how my brothers treated my mom. Now, all my brothers aren't like full brothers, right? You know, technically, yeah. You know, some are half brothers, yeah. but again, they are my brothers. Right. I, d- I don't see them any Different, other way. Yeah. Any other way. My little brother's half, and he's my brother. Yeah, no other way. There's no distinction. And whether like yeah, some teen angst, yeah, of course. But again, the level of respect was an example that I I took with me from from everything that I <laughs> saw from them. You know, so. Yeah, I'm very thankful that I had who I had growing up. Very thankful. Could have turned out a lot differently if I didn't. You know, I took their examples, the one, the bad ones that I saw, and I decided not to do it. You learned from it, right? You know what I'm saying, and I decide, and I saw the good ones, and I decided to do it. So again, I learned a lot from them. So, so what do you give out of five? What do you give onward, man? Um, well, out of five? Yeah. Uh, I give it a, I give it a four. I give it a four. I give it a four. Because until that message gets delivered. Yeah. Like you're like, ah, we're just going. Now, you know? Yeah, it <laughs> came together with that. Yes. Yeah, that's what <laughs> that's what it was like. During during the entire movie, you think, oh, it's gonna it's gonna be a normal. It's very predictable. Yeah, they they're gonna see that. Yeah, it's, it is what it is. But it, it's I mean, I, we gave you the movie basically, but you still it's good to experience the movie because you oh, see you see how it all unravels. Yeah, know? yeah. So uh, very good movie. Onward, watch it. Um, listen, there's a lot of movies that I've know the stories too and I still watch it and enjoy it so it's it's a good fucking movie <laughs> watch it man yeah bro. All right, bro um I'm here to tell you guys we're gonna wrap it up right now um I don't know our podcast is gonna continue 100% yeah yeah even with 30 of you guys on here <laughs> we're being facetious but it's a uh, but we, we know that there's a, a certain group of you that follows us and we really appreciate you and Absolutely. thank you very much uh you know, I don't know where this podcast is going to take us. I know that it's part of my plan for our future. Yeah. Um, but I'll know and understand that for the next few, until things get back to, not to get, get back to, but like, I want to make sure that this platform is for you to really enlighten yourself. And hopefully our message is, because we're like you, but uh, we're like you and we, uh, we want to make sure that our message gets across in terms of getting better. Because if you get better, that's good for us. Oh, absolutely. Th- that makes us better. So, yeah. so hopefully we don't bore you through that, and hopefully it's something that you that you appreciate. And uh, we're gonna continue moving that forward. We're gonna continue moving our message forward, and uh, and hopefully you see it flourish and become bigger than than we could all get better for it. Absolutely, know? man. Was uh, I've heard uh, you know when the what is it when the when the tide rises, all float, all boats float up, all, all boats go up. You know. All right. So I like if, it. if our tide, you know, goes up, we all go together. Yeah, you know, we come up together. So, so hopefully that helps. Yeah, man. I mean, and we're still having fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I it, mean, yeah. I love life, bro. <laughs> we're still having fun doing this because I mean, we we tend to still go off of tangents. Yes. People always comment to that on <laughs> with me on that one. Like sometimes you guys are in a conversation and you go way off, and <laughs> I'm like, get back to what you were saying. I'm like, yeah, we do it. I just <laughs> hold on. <laughs> just enjoy the ride. <laughs> But again, uh, that's who we are. That's who we are. Yeah. I mean, our, mi- our mind wanders, but again, our message is clear. If you're just starting with us for the first time, go back, 
listen to a few old episodes. You can skip episode one if you want. It's more. <laughs> it was our pilot intros. episode. Those were yeah. intros. Yeah. Two forward, hit it, hit, hit it up. Uh, it's, they're good, they're, it's good content. Yeah, man. All right, brother. Uh, any last words? Uh, besides next steps and do it. Do it. Yeah. Do it, bro. All right, guys. See you next one. Peace.